Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Right now, this this is No Huddle on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Over 30 straight minutes of continuous talk in sports. Powered by PrintFX. Let PrintFX be your new partner in print. Hey, Will West, there's a lot of things we say on our program. Yep. But the one thing that I can probably tell you that is true of trues of trues of trues, I'm talking like authenticity of all things you need, is how PrintFX continues to build brands. And no better time for them to do so than while you're hanging with us for the next 35-plus minutes. This is No Huddle, and we say thank you to Scott Talent and his team in Alcoa. Yeah, that's right. PrintFX has, I mean... 3D printing capabilities you wouldn't believe that you can right. get in a city the size of Knoxville, Tennessee. It is wild the things they can do at PrintFX, PrintFX1.com. And we're live at the Midway IGA right now. Unbelievable deals at the Midway IGA. How about 78 cents a pound for fresh chicken leg quarters? Three forty eight a pound for the family pack of ground beef right now. Whole boneless beef ribeye, just seven ninety eight a pound. Bottom round roast, just three ninety eight a pound. So many other unbelievable deals. And what's great about the Midway IGA, one, the people are as nice as you will ever find in your entire life. It is wild how not, how just unbelievably kind and polite the people are at Midway IGA. But also, you don't have to be like a member of the Shoppers Club or anything like that for yeah. you to be able to get these deals. You just show up and go shopping, and there you go. Imagine getting the deals without having to be a member and going somewhere where all the employees have a smile on their face and they can assist you and help you and help you find some of the items you might be missing on your grocery list. It's all happening right here at the Midway IGA. Every single time they give us five-star home, I'm talking the hospitality, Will, you would have thought that we were actually in their will in the next couple of years or that or that they have given us their best casserole recipe. It happens every time we come to quarantine. And by the way, shouts to Gibbs. I swung by and saw your all's finished product of the football field. Will, that's spectacular. They waited over 600 days to be able to take a snap for a home game. Gibbs, you're doing it right. It looks great. Come out and see us for the next two hours. We're in-house here at the Midway IGA. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Should we give a pass? Should we give a, you get one for free up front, but never again for all the people who are about to jump on the Tennessee bandwagon? Because I don't want to see the ship Titanic down. Yeah, look, there. I would say if you're a Tennessee fan, prepare thyself. Because yeah. the Tennessee's, in the way that Oregon, especially kids, young people, Tennessee, and, and as we start to see more and more schools, the big schools, mm-hmm. Go to ultra conservative offense. Tennessee's going to become an even bigger brand. So Tennessee's a big brand and it's a national brand. But for the tw- the twenty eight year old through kids now, they the children now, they have never seen Tennessee be big. And I just think Tennessee's about to become what Oregon was, what Clemson was for a second when Trevor Lawrence was there. Where everybody's kids that's a Iowa State fan or a Rutgers fan or West Virginia fan, they're all about to become Tennessee fans because Tennessee's going to be fun. But we're seeing more and more national media members jump on the Tennessee bandwagon. We told you about Stuart Mandel yesterday, the uh, lead uh, college football writer for The Athletic, mm-hmm. having Tennessee go 10-2, playing Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Listen to what Pat McAfee of ESPN said about Tennessee yesterday. 
Is there a dark horse that you see in the SEC? So, I mean, it kind of feels like a cop-out because they're the 12th-ranked team in the country, but I like Tennessee. Now it's another year with Hypo in the system, and obviously Joe's going to have to do a good job of quarterback, but they're plus 1,500 to win the SEC, so it is a long shot. It is a dark horse. What we did with them last year, that magical run was beautiful, made me fall in love with Rocky Top. I think fun. Tennessee is a nice dark horse. That was fun. Do you believe in the Pat McAfee rub? No, I don't believe there's a rub for McAfee that matters as far as wins and losses. Well, there used to be the Corso curse. Yeah, there was. So I don't know if there's any good voodoo, bad voodoo, whenever it comes to ESPN personalities and what they think about said program. If there's not, then I got to ask a question. Do you believe that Pat McAfee is just trying to lick his wounds because he's behind on the Tennessee bandwagon? Look, it's kind of like finding stocks before they blow up. Will you do a very good job of that? Maybe perhaps ESPN, because they've they've done it all offseason, and their personalities essentially have done it as well. Are they blowing up on a Tennessee team that they missed the boat on a little bit last year, or is this Pat McAfee doing his Pat McAfee shit? No, no I, I think that I, th- I, th- I believe the opinion is real. I believe the professional wrestling side of it is the Jerry the King Lawler side that you're hearing from McAfee there is that's the juiced up part of McAfee. And a lot of what McAfee does is juiced up. Showmanship's a good thing, though. I'm not ripping them. Um, but, I, but I believe that he believes that. I mean, McAfee does give you legitimate football takes. He did play in the NFL and maybe is probably the best punter who's ever played the game all time. So I I believe McAfee believes that. Oh, that's strong. He's at least the best of of this generation. generation. I'll give you that. The 2000s, he's definitely the best. I'll give you that. Uh, But, no, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe there's somebody else I'm not thinking of, but he's right there with anybody. So I believe that McAfee believes it, but I think when we look at, again, the aggregate of so many national media members being bullish on Tennessee right now, I think those are the guys who covered Virginia Tech football when Hendon was a quarterback there and who cover recruiting, who live, shoo-shoo, and breathe college football, and they're aware of the amount and the level of scrap heap players that Josh Heupel was able to win 11 games with last season. And now they're looking at it saying, Milton looks fixed. Milton, Michigan was willing to throw him out unfixed to be their starting quarterback with playoff aspirations. Now he is fixed, and he's Tennessee's quarterback. Yes, you, you've lost Cedric Tillman, you've lost Jalen Hyatt, but that system just seems to throw on quality wide receivers. And you have Brew McCoy, who was a guy that when he was a USC as a freshman was expected to be the next guy who was a 105-catch guy in the National Football League. So I, I just think they're looking at all this and saying, look, and saying if you can do that, if you can win 11 games of scrap heap players, we're another year in the system right now. You got a bunch of four and five stars on that roster. What can you do with those? I think this actually is going to take me another direction and a direction that I think that needs to be brought up because it's always really good to revisit this topic every once in a while. Are you pro bandwagon fans or are you kind of just like, no, you weren't worth a ride or die so you don't get to be a part of the pop champagne? Because, like, this is something I really have a problem as not only only co-hosting this sports talk show but in my personal life. I feel like I'm starting to mature, and I feel like I'm growing up when it comes to this category. But, dude, there's still part of me that whenever I see somebody who I know for a fact is a bandwagon Bob, somebody who clearly grew up when it was winning ways. Last night, a a Jeep cut me off on Cedar Lane. I'll just say that. And the Jeep that cut me off had a Lakers, Cowboys, Braves stickers on the back. And and I I get it. You grew up. Or we have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends that are all. 90s kids. I get it. Yeah, 90s kids that are Niners, Bulls, Braves But they only cheered for them because when they were growing up, they were winning. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and call it where it is. Yeah. 
let me ask you. There's a there's a what chance are your th- to, you, to have a whole generation of kids right now you, that become Tennessee fans. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So help me with this, co-host, friend, brother in life. Do I do I hold the door open for those people and go, hey, no, you weren't part of 12 men on the fiddle against Ellis. I'm sorry? No, you weren't part of the blowout losses to Florida and T. I'm sorry? You weren't part of the decade of dysfunction. But you know what? Come on in. Get a comfortable seat. You want some cocoa and a blanket? Come on in. Where are you on those people? Because I think you're absolutely right. I think this avalanche of Tennessee bandwagoning, wagoning, if you will, the verbiage, Tennessee bandwagoning is about to happen. And I don't know if I want to trip them on the way up the stairs. I don't know if I want to shut the door and go, no, no, we're all closed up for the night. I don't know if I want to scoot over and go, can't sit here. Like it's a Forrest Gump scene. No, you can't do that. You, I kind of want to. No, I, no, I kind of want to have these people going, I understand. oh, I'm sorry, Don't your Bama jersey wagon. doesn't fit anymore. No, I'm it, well, sorry, Texas isn't back. If it's just kids. But also, look, do you like money? If you're Tennessee, you like money. So I'm you want to be able to. I'm talking about a personal standpoint. I, I, I Maybe I need to look at myself in the mirror. Well, it's because, you know, we were always brought up, you're not a bandwagon fan, you never be a bandwagon fan. If right? I was president of the United the States, front, if you're a bandwagon, oh, yeah. that's a felony. Yeah. So I'm sitting in prison for two years minimum. But there's, there again, there just are a lot of people who are still U fans, Notre Dame fans, uh, Michigan fans, Ohio State fans that aren't from the area. They just liked those teams when they were kids, and they stuck with them the rest of their life. Can't Tennessee's Tennessee's about to get that. Just prepare yourself for the onslaught of bandwagon. The same way folk from the West Coast and the Northeast are moving into East Tennessee buying up real estate. That's what you're about to see with people who don't really have a college football fandom or their kids and their parents are fans of Indiana or Purdue, and they're all their kids are about to jump on the Tennessee bandwagon as fast as you can humanly get there. Because if you look at it, what, Notre Dame, right? Look real good against Navy. Kids ain't trying to gravitate to that three yards in a cloud of dust junk. You know what I mean? Like Alabama's going more point. conservative again. Um, Clemson is not. USC is not. Fair point. But Tennessee's kind of new money, and it's fun, and it's orange, and the fans rush in the field, and all of that. And also one thing that's going to help is Tennessee fans consume tons of content. And that means more and more media outlets are going to throw out stories about Tennessee football. It'll be the same way if Nebraska's ever back. But Tennessee's that way. And so they're going to see Tennessee a ton, and they're going to see how fun Tennessee is. Heupel's a super likable guy. Exactly. Okay. Danny White's a super likable guy. And and these things are going to lead to Rick Barnes. If you talk about basketball, the program's crushing at every sport right now. Just prepare yourself because the bandwagon's coming. I thought you were a Lakers fan. Now you're a Heat fan? No, 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 no. I'm a LeBron James fan. Will, I swear to you, if somebody walks up to one of our broadcasts in the next couple of months and goes, no, 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 I've always been a – I'm a Josh Heupel guy. Yeah. I'm a Josh Heupel fan. Will, I don't know if I'm going to be able to bite my lip for a lot of the bandwagon Bradleys. Bandwagon fans, come on in here, buy some jerseys, help us build some facilities around here, and everything will be fine. No, as I used to refer to them as Wikipedia fans. The Wikipedia fans who take 20 minutes to surf their site on their the Wikipedia site for their favorite team and be like, oh, yeah. Nothing beats Wikipedia fan more than I go on eBay and buy an old Jersey fan as well. Come on. Are, are they allowed to do that? Hey, Todd, I thought you were a Bama fan. Dude, I've had this Tennessee Orange 27 jersey my entire life. Go Al Wilson. I don't have time for you right now, Todd. Dude, I thought you were a huge USC fan. Oh, no, dude, I've had this number 14 jersey. In the back. Oh, yeah, Eric Berry? You've, you've been a huge Eric Berry. Dude, that hit he had on that one guy, that running back, I had it as my screensaver for no Sean Marino. You'd... Will, 
This just goes to show you, folks, if you've listened for the last 40 minutes, Will West leaves his marshmallows way too long into a campfire, and he allows people to become bandwagon fans. Me, on the other hand, uh-uh. you got to check your loyalty at the door. And that door's right here at Midway IGA here in Corrington. I guess this is where you and I don't see eye to eye. 99.1. You're listening to the Esports Animal. No bandwagon allowed. All right, so you had a, uh, a message that said no, no bandwagon fans. I agree somebody, with that. Somebody just said to me, never agree with Ivans, but no bandwagon fans allowed. Yeah, Starvol Vault says on the Twitter machine, uh, plenty of room on my my wagon. Let him come on in. And I'm just prepare yourself, Tennessee fans. The bandwagon fans are coming. But there's got to be some kind of ranking nah, system for fine. people who've gone through all this hatred, man. You don't understand. We reach a point in time now because of social media and message boards where people, they're not allowed to spit venom, Will, and then all of a sudden jump on when things are rosy and the heat's yeah, turned up. Yeah, but we're up. talking about like 10-year-olds. It's fine. No, 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 no. Okay, so now there's Those kids like, are, they're out so there playing like pick a ride up, at a pick amusement up ball, park? and they got more armbands than they do made baskets. That's what – these are kids. It's okay, fine. I'm not talking about the kids that run around the concourse at Smokey's Park with the Steph Curry jersey that yeah, wear the Chris Bryant that's socks who it is. wearing the UNC basketball hat. That's who it is. That's who's coming. And, but it gives you so a chance. Can at, I get you to set an age on the adults? And let's, 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 it, it gives you a chance, though, if you're Tennessee – to grow a national fan base yes. in a way that people haven't grown national fan bases in a while. Right. So that's why I'm saying this is a good thing because those kids, you know what their parents do? Right. Buy them jerseys. They can wear Tennessee stuff because yes. they've been through it. They're big Tennessee fans. No, no, no. But I'm if a 39-year-old shows up and goes, woo, go Vols, no, come on. Nah, I'd take their money, too, if I was Danny White. I'm sure he will because he's a capitalist. <laughs> yes. And I would, too. And, okay, right. Okay, I'm going to stop fighting myself while I brush my teeth at night in the mirror. I can't believe you're cool with, like, grown adults who have been just torturing people via Twitter and social media the whole time, now seeing that the grass is greener and being like, heck, yeah, I woo in Rocky Top. Are you man. a wooer in Rocky Top? Because I've been on this, Bob, man. I'm go balls. I, I lie. I, I don't care what other people do. That's my biggest thing. So if they want to get on board... Get on board. But so say what you really want to say, Ivan. You care about what you care about what other people no, say no, or no, do no, too no. much. Because I, I, there time was I didn't, I, I didn't like the bandwagon fan either, and I'm not a huge fan of the idea of bandwagon fan. I'm vehemently against. I just think, I think college football is going to need it, and I think if Tennessee can be one of the teams, because I think college football. I don't want to say it's at a last gasp like so many of the other financial play. We talked about that a few weeks ago. A bunch of the financial papers or magazines and websites wrote about, hey, college football's about to come up against a big struggle. I'm yeah. not there, but I do think, man, the way unless they really get their stuff together, college football is kind of losing or falling behind a little bit, the growth the NFL seeing. And Tennessee being on top and Tennessee being fun – can be something that helps gravitate the NFL. Because if you look in, in Nashville right now, there's a huge fan base in Nashville, but the Titans two to one, almost three to one viewership on Titans games versus versus Vols. When games. we first started getting the TV ratings yeah. based on who was watching what Saturdays and Sundays, I was alarmed how so, low the Titans were on the list. Look, it's big here. It's big at Birmingham. It's big in, in you know Atlanta is always going to be a big college football town. Uh, Green, Greensboro, North Carolina is always in the top five when it comes to ratings and things like that. Tennessee has a chance to be one of those college, the way that Oregon did, and they couldn't stick with it because Chip Kelly wanted to go to the NFL. Um, and how'd that work out? Also, he was facing a show cause for writing a check yes, for recruits. Yes, he was. What are you writing a check for recruits for? Um, but there's he was facing that, 
But I'm just saying, Tennessee has a chance to get a guy in New York that maybe he grew up a Notre Dame fan and really hasn't paid attention to college football in 10 or 12 years to think what's going on in Tennessee is fun. Look at all that offense. Look at all those points. Look how fast that goes. That's awesome to see. To get that guy that's an NFL fan, NBA fan, NHL fan, MLB fan, but maybe he isn't a college football fan, to bring that in. And I think that can be kind of cool to be the school that does that. My grandfather used to refer to him as front-running Freddies. Never be a Freddy, he told me. I miss him. But bring on all the new Vols fans I can, and I'll make them out. And I'll welcome them in as well. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's the way I look, especially right with where Tennessee has been. It, and, it, and here's the thing. All the things that we were taught growing up you don't want to be. That's exactly the thing that's going to happen. But I think that if you're Tennessee right now with where things have been, you accept it. And this is why I've said, look, I said, I just, and I know football season, there, there's a different audience that, that, that joins us during football season, too. Um, that's why I said that I, if I was Tennessee, I'd go full Oregon. I would go full See, I'm on board uniforms. With that. I would have the pyro everywhere. Build that brand, yeah, and, oh, and I want them cramming it down people's All throats. All kinds of stuff. Just go get your money. and Because I think that people are going to be desirous of that. Oh, yeah. And especially from Tennessee – as all these other schools get ultra conservative with their offense, they're gonna people are gonna love Tennessee because of that. That have no, that are from uh, Fargo, North Dakota, are gonna watch Tennessee football on Saturday and be like, "That's rad." So you need to knock off some. Look, knock off Georgia this year. You probably get there again, but th- those are the moments like we saw last year with Tennessee, Bama, things like that, and the type of system Tennessee runs, and the way that they brand things, and they're ahead of the game with NIL and. That's it, why it was great to see that, Danny kind of embrace the Hollywood VFL films type approach yes, that it was. Yes, and then, and then you're good at your your people are great at social media. Your people are great at creative. So you you just have all these things that are set up for you to be able to be super just duper hot in the world of sports, and that's going to mean that bandwagon fans come. Well, you you sign LeBron James, bandwagon fans are coming. You sign Lionel Messi. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, the Kardashians are paying $600 a ticket to sit and watch uh, the Inter-Miami game that would have been 38 bucks the week before. Tennessee baseball wasn't that good. Yeah. Tony Martello shows up. Nobody can get a ticket yeah, on a Friday game against ticket. Florida. Absolutely. So that's the kind of thing that you're looking at is that you're just going to get the bandwagon fan. That like, And I'll admit it, I, I literally, if you'd have broached the idea of going to a Tennessee baseball game in March to me five years ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, I forgot Tennessee plays baseball. You know what I mean? And, and now I hear you. Maybe I take it a little bit more personal. If, if, if you weren't born into it, if you weren't ride and die, or if you don't have a story that's tied into it, man, kick rocks. Go find another team to latch on to, you leech. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. You know what I mean? We had tickets in PP. So, I'm, I'm, uh, like, if you ain't set nosebleeds, don't come. I get that. What are they calling process. them? My A one from day one. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for my A ones from day one. I get there. the thought process, and none of us like any of that. But it just kind of is what it is. In the world that is today, so that means we should have completely just allow all bandwagon uh, approach and fandoms. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I really thought highly of you, Will. And now I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to. I'm just going to move you down. You were my number. Now it's Baker's one, and I'm two. Uh, Riley Thomas has been moved off my favorites list on my <laughs> smartphone. I well, moved you down from number one to number two. And Baker's number one. I'm number two. Riley's uh, number three because he has correct opinions about marshmallows. And then Ferret Kane doesn't actually straighten up and tell us who that third loss is and is not in three prediction. He's going to get moved. Well, down you guys as are well. closet Kentucky fans. Let me got Brad Manis. Clearly over here talking about the fact that you can't be bandwagon fans, but I'm a Will Levis truther as well for the University of Kentucky. Let me ask you a question, and it's one before we hit the reset. I've got to ask you. 
you're telling me Tennessee runs through September. They go 5-0. and They go into the open date. They beat Texas A&M. They're 6-0 and in a possible top-10 showdown. I want to know how well things have gone between Petrino and Jimbo at that point in time. You're telling me, Will, if Tennessee goes down to Tuscaloosa and they beat Alabama, they start the season 7-0 and and they're a top-three, top-four ranked team and everybody on ESPN, Mike Greenberg, is waking up. This is get up. Let's go to, let's go to Tuscaloosa. Uh, Ten- you're telling yeah. me you're not going to sit there and vomit in your shoe watching ESPN's coverage because nope. they're going to try to jump on something that's already scorching hot? No, not at all. Because, you know, they spent the last three days talking about Dak, Dak Prescott out in Dallas, and that's the only thing they've talked about. And so, no, I'm not. I think it's a good thing for Tennessee. You get that pub in college football these days, you take that pub in college football every single time it's it's good for tennessee for them to become that school it is going to bother you that so many of the people in uh uh so many of these people are uh good to see adam uh it's it's going to bother you that some of these people are are they were bama fans four years ago adam thumbs up thumbs down bandwagon fans I think you no. take it. I think you take it. Let's get that money, Adam. Can I just can I just also look jerseys at jerseys too? I just want to look. I just want to say scoreboard. I just want to say scoreboard. You got that new Lulu coming to the Vol shop. Oh you gosh, oh, here yeah, we let's go. go. Let's go. Oh, Adam, thanks for stopping by, brother. Appreciate it as oh, always. I was woke up today, hate money. No, it's not that. It's just I think I'm, I'm about to move to Gibbs. I clearly speak to the Gibbs people. Katie says, don't roast your mallo too hot. I got Adam over here saying we That's don't right. need bandwagon if, fans. If Adam did send me a note saying, bring, bring us and everybody. Adam Ezell just brought us a note and said, no bandwagon fans. There it is. Anybody got any property available here in quarantine? I'd love to move out of here, seeing that apparently I'm with everybody here. The agreement level through the roof. Here at the Midway IGA, we reset. Take a look out on the streets. How's your drive home on your Wednesday? 99.1, the sports animal. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Sure, let's go ahead and just let all the Florida fans who've turned into Tennessee fans hop on the bandwagon. And then Florida will beat Utah tomorrow night in Salt Lake City, and they'll, they'll be, be right like, Gator Chomp. Yeah. I, ne- I never left. I ne- yeah, it's so funny that I'm making jokes right now here outside of the Midway IGA. There's a chance Florida could go to Salt Lake City tomorrow with the third-string quarterback and, and actually beat Utah. And Florida, it is going to be Bryson Barnes, alertly uh, ESPN reporting that Bryson Barnes yep. expected to be the quarterback tomorrow for Utah. It's so a no-cam rising is what it is there. And now we know the That's what I say. That's it. Got to just come back. Wait, 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 wait. I need a, I need a name. 
Michael says that he'll allow bandwagons here into Rocky Top. That's right. Let the, you know what? Let everybody else around town have to buy our, build all the facilities around here. So hang on. I, it's not breaking news, but I think it's good to pass along to our listeners what you just read. It looks like Utah is going to be riding with their third-string quarterback tomorrow night in that Salt Lake City showdown with the Florida Gators. Yep. Hence the reason why Will West in the last 48 hours, we have seen this line now drop four full points. So Great. Florida's yeah. going to go beat Utah tomorrow night. They're going to come back. Everybody's going to be believing in the Billy Napier. They're going to be believing in Graham Mertz. They're going to win their non-con FCS game that they play in week two, and then they'll open the doors for the balls to beat them over the head and remove their brain by the second quarter by 28 points. Bryson Barnes on the season last year, and again, tomorrow this is your big game that you have on Thursday night college football to start the season. Right. You have uh, Bryson Barnes at Utah. Utah, the two-time defending Pac-12 champions, but they – did they go 0-2 and, and then start Cam Rising and then everything turned around from there? It was the move that led to Kyle Whittingham <laughs> yeah. being everybody like, extension, extension. Brian Barnes, 37-57, 430 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions last year. Now, here's the thing. I know everybody wants to talk about offensively how things look. I mean, that's all we talk about here in Knoxville because, well, offense sells tickets. Yeah, because 60 points a game. Can we also remind everybody that Kyle Whittingham's a pretty darn good defensive mind? Yeah, it's a great coach. And Graham Merritt's is starting a game, and I still want to remind you, he's not very good at football. At least I don't believe he is after I covered him at Wisconsin. There's a good chance Graham Merritt's might go ahead and poop his pants in this matchup against Utah, and he may not even make a start against Tennessee. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. That could absolutely happen. What do, what do you think the deal is with, and again, that's and the unfortunate part is that's probably the biggest game to me. Florida-Florida State on Sunday, that might be the biggest game of the weekend, though, is Utah-Florida. It's it's very compelling for me. It's at least in the conversation. Why do you think it is with Florida? They they are in the um, the blue-chip ratio, yep. right? So more than half the roster, four- and five-star recruits. And you have to be there to be able to win a national title. It doesn't happen. They only returned four starters on the offensive side of the football from last year. They only returned four starters on the or three starters on the defensive side of the football from last year. They did bring in a number of guys to get better on the offensive line, a number of transfers. Right. But Florida last year was 56th in scoring offense, 76th in passing offense, ran the ball pretty well. Defense, though, was where they had the problem. 86th in scoring, 99th in rushing defense, 83rd in passing defense, 96th in total defense. So you're in the blue chip ratio, but yet – I mean, Stuart Mandel has them going one and seven in the SEC this year, three and nine on the season. Fight what? to stay ahead or what, fall behind. Why? What? Why? Is that? Is that? I, this is the Billy one, Napier's failed. This is Billy Napier who decided to punt on year one of the NIL recruiting cycle and said, "Yeah, we're not going to play football that way." Yeah. Okay, holier than thou. Now, congratulations on being penultimate or dead last in your division, which is going to happen. Vanderbilt's improved, but they're still going to get fed their lunch by a bully. I look at Florida simply like this. Florida hired the right coach, but for the wrong program. Here's what I mean by that. I watched Billy Napier successfully take Louisiana and turn that and leave it sparkling clean for whoever the next person, the incumbent was that was taking over for him. The second they signed him in Florida, I turned to the two people that I was watching the press conference with, and I said, and I quote, Tennessee's about to have a Florida problem back on their hand all over again. I know he's a great coach, but down in Florida, my girl Mia O'Brien from SEC Media Days, what did she describe the Florida fan base as? Impatient. Yeah. They are not going to give Billy Napier more than three. Heck, they may not even give him two years if all these projections end up coming to fruition. 
Will West, Billy Napier is going to go somewhere, not Gainesville, Florida. He's going to get a mid-tier conference team. It's going to get a group of five team, and they're going to be knocking on the door of a college football playoff spot by the second or third year he gets to fill-in-the-blank university. They're going to can him. They're going to overpay somebody who's going to give them similar results in the 8-4, to 9-3 and three range. But as soon as they get their NIL in order, they're going to start being a Georgia-Alabama problem, and maybe they can join Tennessee at the table of dominance in the Southeastern Conference. But if you're looking at college football this weekend, I know week zero was not ideal. Now, any football is better than, than no football. I'm literally talking about San Diego State <clears throat> in Ohio but on the show. Saturday, you got the Tennessee game at noon. If you, you know, if that one gets out of hand and you want to watch something else, TCU-Colorado, is that doing anything for you? I mean, the 3.30 CBS game is their first Big Ten matchup, Ohio State-Indiana. The 3.30 ABC game is Washington-Boise State. The 3.30 Fox game is Texas versus Rice. Mm-hmm. The Now, you do get South Carolina, North Carolina in primetime. That's not bad. Your Sunday game, LSU against Florida State. And then Monday on Labor Day, Clemson-Duke. You just listed essentially the six to seven, what you would call the highlight games of week one. Yeah. The three that you're actually tuning in to watch, go figure, fig- they actually feature an SEC team. Yes. You're going to watch Utah, Florida. You're going to watch LSU taking on Florida State. And you're going to watch UNC take on USC. You got to do better, though, from putting together your schedule. Oh, that, no, right? this is, no, this is bad. This is a bad offering that you're giving us, but it's still food that you'll and, eat. And, and, exactly, yes. This is not frozen pizza, but microwave frozen pizza. This is just you throw it in there for uh, for a minute, and you're like, "Is that real cheese?" I hope that's real cheese, and then you eat it anyway. It's like that's the way that it, that's what that is. I mean, you're at a campfire, and somebody hands you a burnt marshmallow, and you're like, "That's still a burnt, it's still a marshmallow." So I guess I'm going to eat it. Well, people like when things are delicious, so they would say thumbs up to the burnt marshmallow. I also like when things sound good in the ear as well. I got a start bench cut here that I actually passed along to Riley. Now, if he uses it, we'll have to find out. And that time is actually now from the Midway IGA. Riley Thomas back in the old Kingston Pike Budweiser Studios. Fire away for Star Pitch Cut. They're not here for the popularity vote. They just want to get the question right. This is Start Bench Cut on 99.1 The Sports Animal. It is a segment that is often duplicated. Question is, how well does Riley Thomas deliver it today for a Wednesday? What's up, bud? What's going up, gentlemen? First up, former Vol most likely to become a breakout star in the NFL this season. Is it Josh Dobbs, Jalen Hyatt, or Josh Palmer? And again, if you if you have not paid attention to the New York media like Ivins and I do, they're acting like if you just take J- Jalen Hyatt's sweat-stained undershirt and put it on your body, it's going to cl- cure your leprosy. Like that, I mean, it is wild the way that they're the, the New York media is juicing up Jalen Hyatt. Is that the right three, Ivan? It is the right three. Okay, and there is a Josh right Palmer order. caught seventy balls last year. There is a right order. Okay, what you got? Realistic chance to be a star this year. You start Josh Palmer. The reason why is because Justin Herbert and him have got a rapport this preseason that I think is going to one hundred percent pay off. And he's in Los Angeles, and they have a team, a chance to actually go to the playoffs this year and actually be a huge factor. This is the year the Chargers finally make that leap. Start Palmer. I'm going to bench Josh Dobbs because he gets starter minutes. I'm going to cut Jalen Hyatt because he is getting juiced right now in New York. But when it comes to actually making plays on the football field, you're still going to see a whole lot of that rookie flavor added to him. If he was not a rookie, if this was a second-year guy, he'd be higher on this list, but it's because it's first go-around in the NFL. Look, I'm going to start Dobbs. The reason why is everybody loves to talk about a quarterback, and Dobbs is the kind of quarterback everybody wants to juice up. And so, like, right now, you watch Get Up t- tomorrow morning, they're only going to talk about quarterbacks. Nothing else and a little bit of Jonathan Taylor. And so, quarterback, right now, I think we over-focus on quarterback. 
But because Josh is a quarterback, and I think he's going to be the starter week one in Arizona, start Dobbs. I'm going to bench Palmer. He'll have great stats this year, though. I think he can catch any 90 balls. And then you cut Jalen Hyatt as year two for a wide receiver. That's when you see them take a step. You guys have been talking about the best college football games this weekend, but what's the best nationally televised game during week one of the NFL? Oh, yeah, let's talk pro. Is it the Lions at the Chiefs on Thursday night football, the Cowboys at the Giants on Sunday night football, or the Bills at the Jets on Monday night football? All right, so I'm going to take this one. I'm going to start the Bills at Jets. Aaron Rodgers at home. It's going to be on Monday Night Football in primetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 9-11 in New York. Against Josh Allen, you better win. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, so you start Bills Jets. I'm going to bench. I'm going to bench Cowboys Giants. I'm going to cut Lions uh, versus Chiefs. Lions will figure out that secondary, but it's two new balls who are there, and they're both kind of been dealing with injuries. Are they ready to go? Because the Lions got scorched last year on deep balls. So they brought in Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton. You may not like it because they force-feed it to us every year. NFC, NFC, NFC. The start is what's happening Sunday night when the Jet, when Dallas travels to, to take on the Giants. I'm going to bench the Jets and the Lions. I'm going to – excuse me, the Jets and the Bills. I'm going to cut Kansas City, Detroit. They had an opportunity on Thursday Night Football to start this sucker the way they ended it. Give us Philly, Kansas City out of the gate, and you missed the boat. I think they're going to be improved in Detroit. I like what they're doing in Detroit. Not enough for me to give them anything more than the cut in that scenario. Today is pop star Babe Rexa's 34th birthday. Which, what a? which pop star are you least likely to recognize if they were sitting at the table in front of you? Is it Rexa, Doja Cat, or Dua Lipa? So do you know who any of the – you're younger than I am, Ivan. Do so you know who any of those three people are? Okay, I used to watch a show called Dave on FX, yeah. and that's, uh, that's a rapper, and he apparently was texting Doja Cat. So I've actually seen – the artist, if I want to call her that, okay. Doja Cat before. So I think I, I could be like, hey, I've seen you on my TV before. I have no idea in any way, shape, or form what the other two of those are. If so, you told me any of these, if you told me Dua Lipa was a Lucha are Libre wrestler. Are you sure that's how you like, pronounce it? I have no. If you it told is. Me, she, it she, is. She, she was a, oh, there you go. <laughs> Riley Thomas, Riley trust Thomas. me, I know. <laughs> yeah, if, if you told me, me she was a Lucha Libre wrestler, I'd have believed you. If you yeah. told me Doja Cat was an anime, I would have believed you. And I don't know what a baby Rexa is, but... So the start is all of them. The bench is none, none of them. them. And the cut <laughs> is none of them. I'm surprised you don't know who they are because I didn't, I just Dude. you know went through famous birthdays today and was like, I literally don't Let know who this you. human being is. Let me pause you. Look at me. You're 37-year-old co-host. Yeah. It works well for radio. You are surprised that this no, no, guy, no, no, I'm me, not. I'm not. that you're, I don't know who they are. You're younger than I am, so I thought there was a better chance. I would just listen to, like, Still Panther and throwing on old Def Leppard. You know what I mean? And they were just like on that. America's Got Talent the other night. So, uh, Ivan's is a metal Shopsticks. guy. Let's be honest. I listen to either Praise and Worship or the hardest gangster rap you can find. I have never, I've never met a guy who I peck on his window before we walk into Midway IGA. I just get done listening to the old Def Leppard. I peck on Will's window. He rolls it down. Our God is an awesome God. That's and I'm happening. just like, that's yeah, it is. That it's either that or NWA. I don't know why there's such a juxtaposition. But that's <laughs> I <it>. can't. <laughs> that or easy. That's what you get. Oh. So whenever we go on a vacation and we're driving and my wife's like, why come I just heard Hillsong and Too Short back to back on that on that same playlist? And I'll be honest with you, you'll we'll I'm never get. You'll, She's what, down with it too. One, you never get in the auxiliary cable <laughs> if you get in the car with us. Two, I'm never embarrassed with the eclectic choice that comes across. There's one second you'll hear this, and the next you'll hit Sinatra. I'm not embarrassed, so get in the car and enjoy the ride. <laughs> 
All right, gentlemen, today is National Beach Day. What neighboring state has the best beaches? Is it Florida? Somebody's going to start a fight here. Florida, Alabama, or South Carolina? Uh, this is easy. This is super, super, super Which easy. Which means he's going to get it wrong. No, the Gulf Coast of Florida is the way you go. You start that. You bench the South Carolina beaches. You cut the Alabama beaches. Although I've never been to an Alabama beach, so I wouldn't know, but I don't like to drop to that state. You start South Carolina. You bench the Gulf side of Florida. Then you cut Alabama, which technically, I guess, Gulf Shores, all that in Alabama's the Gulf side. There's no way I'm driving Panhandle. through that state. Panhandle. Panhandle. There's no way I'm driving through that state of Alabama to get to the beach. Yeah, no. I, I, Low country in South Carolina is topping no, it's what we're great. doing at. But the beach itself, South Carolina. Hit that Tampa area, man. Shout out to our guy, Vince Ferrar. All right, gentlemen. By the way, they, that, that hurricane just tore through there. Uh, it did. I mean, we got some oh, listeners the Atlantic down there. side. I got, yeah, I got friends down in uh, St. Yeah. Simons that yeah. dealt with that. Happy birthday. Wait, wait, wait. The hurricane hit the – no, I thought it went up the Gulf. Did it go up the Gulf? I, I thought know. it went up the Gulf and Maybe then it, hooked, it hooked at 2 o'clock Maybe back it did. through. Yeah. I don't know. I don't follow the news. <laughs> Happy birthday to the last MLB player to hit 400 in a single season, Ted Williams. Teddy ball game. Which of the following milestones will never be touched again? Is it the 400 batting average, 5,000 strikeouts, or 1,000 stolen bases? All right, I'm going to start this. I'm going to start 1,000 stolen bases. That'll never be touched? I don't think it'll ever be touched. I don't think anybody's going to play small ball anymore. I'm going to bench. I hope they do. I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to bench. Man, strikeout. A lot of strikeouts and home runs, but that's come down a little bit. So I'm going to bench strikeouts, and I'm going to cut 400 batting average. You want to tell me they put a juice ball back out there? And they, they did it for a while. I think the Marlins' Luis Arias can actually do that. I think he can hit for 400. So you're right about the cut. I'll bench the strikeouts. Excuse me, I'll start strikeouts. I'll bench stolen bases. I'll cut the 400. Man, these pitchers are getting so much more lethal, and they're throwing so much harder with ungodly breaking stuff. But Luis Arias, man, that guy can flat out roll out of bed. Dust the eyes, uh, dust the uh, Sandman stuff out of the corner of his eyes, and still hit 400. I swear he could. The guy's just an absolute just monster. He's probably wearing New Balance Knoxville shoes we like got you one are more right now when he comes to the plate. Oh, look at me trying to jump. <laughs> look the gun. at you, <laughs> Riley Thomas. You shut that up. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, guys. Last one. Who is currently the best athlete in American professional sports? Is it Messi, Nikola Jokic, or Patrick Mahomes? Is this, this is- the right three? I think it is. Okay, so yes. Riley, yes. we did a ruling. Is this the right three? Full disclosure, I wrote that one. Um, there's one I question, but I think I, it still might be right. I, th- I think those are probably wa- the new three. Yes, I would agree. If you watch the, if you watch the playoffs, it's hard to not say Jokic. Mahomes, no. there's no question. It's Messi. Who Messi I'm over any baseball player by a country mile. What was the question? Well, show, if show, show is healthy. Show that's what I wanted to ask healthy. you. What Messi's doing, though, is like, do we give him credit for doing this on the double A double A level know, version no, no, of yeah, soccer? Dude, you're right. He literally took the I'd worst team and Messi. made them the best team. You weren't on the air after I watched that Nashville game, yeah, dude. I, there's nothing more I wanted to do than put a headset and talk soccer with you after that. Now I've completely fallen off the table about soccer. No, since but then. but I will tell you this: Messi's the cut here. He's he incredible, is the cut. but he the problem is the MLS is a bad product. And if he's the clear cut, then we have a clear order. Yeah, what do you Start got? Mahomes, bench Nikola Jokic, then you cut I, Messi. I agree. Now, Messi in his prime is the start, but Messi's not his prime right now, but he still had 16 goals, 16 assists at PSG last year. So, I mean, what he's doing in the U.S., right? He, like, again, it just shows you where the MLS is that this guy can come in yes. past his prime, right. but still very good. Right. And just maul people. Riley Thomas, permission to proceed forward? Permission granted. 
New Balance Knoxville, yeah. the Suburban Shopping Center. Will West, what you got on your feet? I got the 990s right now. I'm going to tell you, it's the best shoe I've ever owned in my entire life. You get to cut your grass when you're done it with those? Those are sharp. So, I love it. I'm going to go back and get another pair in the next week or so. I absolutely love the 990, and you will love the 990 as well. That's not the shoe you're looking for, any type of shoe that you want. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. Here's what I love that they do. They're going to have you come in, do a 3D foot test. So you can find exactly the right type of shoe for your foot. And I'm telling you, I didn't want to get the 990s at the time. I was like, nah, I don't need all that. I don't need to go. But no, they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. But so many other different types of shoes they have there. And you're always buying local when you buy a New Balance Knox. LVFL, Julia Dugan reaching out to us on the Twitter machine and says, Golden Brown Toasted. Burnt marshmallows are not good at all. Burn them and sing the national anthem while you do it. Poll results and oh, yeah. Are you allowing the bandwagoners who are joining Rocky Top to scream louder than you? Because I think Pat McAfee is doing a horrible job of covering up, especially in his recent appearance with ESPN. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm off base on this. But one thing is for darn sure, if you're still looking for Labor Day deals, Will West, I'm going to walk through the doors with you after it's over. Yes, 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 yes. Maybe I'll have you put me inside one of the, the shopping carts. But from hot dogs to beef, if you're also looking for the condiments for your Labor Day party, it's happening here in Gibbs at the Midway IG. Absolutely. Look, right now, three forty-eight a pound for the Lean Fresh family pack of ground beef. Oscar Meyer wieners, two for $4. Uh, Nathan's Beef Franks, just three forty-eight. So many great specials. And what's so great about the Midway IGA is that you don't have to have the shopper card or anything like that. You show up, you're getting the best deals. Point blank. And remember, they have digital coupons on Throwback Thursday that will give you insane deals. And I will tell you, the Midway IGA in, in Coryton, the nicest human beings you will ever meet in your entire life. And accurate when it comes to how they cook their marshmallows out here as well. And, uh, those cookies. Baker had to hide it from us because I'm going to end up eight deep in cookies because it's, I mean, somebody's mamaw is back there making cookies and it's delicious. Some of these takes that we have when it comes to the poll that you posted, you've got to read these next. Not only that, but the rumors are true. We have Guns N' Roses tickets to give out in the next 25 minutes. Plus, your UT football practice report is Tennessee inches closer and closer to that game against Virginia. He's Will. I'm Tyler. 99.1. You're listening to The Sports Animal. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real, because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. together like Wu-Tang. This is Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. 
How you cook your marshmallows in the next 30 minutes. Guns and Roses tickets in the next 14 minutes. But that music right now, I can only tell you one thing. We're here in Corrington Gibbs from the Midway IGA. Haven, man, he's feeding us. He wants to make sure everything's going great. He's yeah. giving you great discounts on all the food you need for Labor Day. And then what's Riley Thomas doing back in the Budweiser studios? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Just giving you what you need, which is an American Outdoor Equipment Fall Practice Report, Riley. Good day to you both. You said it. This football practice report is brought to you as it is every day by American Outdoor Equipment Center in Rockwood. Guys, with their huge inventory, you don't want to miss their upcoming fall sales. That include their TYM mowers, tractors, and UTVs at their best prices of the year. It's just a short drive to Rockwood for your great savings. Go to AmericanOutdoorEquipment.com. Gentlemen, it is back to SEC teleconference season. Josh Heupel joined the SEC. SEC teleconference with a bunch of media members and all of the coaches at about 11.50 right after Tennessee was back on the practice field this morning. Of course, we are officially three days out from Virginia. We'll hear one more time from Josh Heupel tomorrow before the team hits the road on Friday to Nashville. All right, so Tony Elliott spoke a good bit about Tennessee. What did you get from Tony Elliott? He did. He did well indeed. So, of course, the question was asked about the tempo and how can they prepare for that tempo. Will, he basically was just like his quote per him. He said, oh, man, we got the scout team going as fast as we possibly can, and the coaches are straining and pushing the guys to get lined up. So it sounds like, Will, they're doing literally all they can to mimic that tempo. But he said it's not just about how fast Tennessee goes. It's about how they spread the field. If you watch them, their splits are a little bit unorthodox. We've known this for the past two years. Of course, you heard in the offseason several coaches hinting at Tennessee or not trying to hint at Tennessee by saying how, how far they spread across the field. So Tony Elliott already going through the ringer and trying to figure out how to figure out this tempo against Tennessee. I guess it's got to start, too, with a conversation about Joe Milton as well. Were there any specifics about number seven that Tony Elliott pointed out when discussing the Tennessee quarterback? Tony Elliott basically said, Ivan's. he said, the quarterback man, he's a stud. He said he can run it and he can throw it. He's more a throw guy first, but man, when he pulls it down, it's pretty scary. So he had some pretty high compliments, high praise for the tempo. And, of course, for Joe Milton, obviously, he's not the only person talking about Joe Milton, national media guys included. But we'll have to see in three days, three days, gentlemen, if Joe Milton has put it all together on the field. All right, so let's talk about Joe Milton and tucking the ball and running. Um, he can. We know he's a good enough athlete. He is absolutely, without question, a pocket passer. But the, the largest, most yardage he's ever had in a single season rushing the football was 129 in 2021. For Tennessee, can Joe tuck it and run if everything breaks down and he needs to go pick up four yards? So Josh Heupel was asked that today, Will, on the teleconference, and he said, you know, yeah, we've talked about that, but it really depends on situational football when you have to go pick those things up and some way sacrifice your body at certain moments during the course of the game. But obviously at the same time, Josh Heupel said you want to take care of yourself. So it's really just understanding the play, unless if it's a third down or in the red zone. So I will say this, Will. Obviously last season you saw Hooker when a play broke down against Florida and other teams. He would take off in the pocket and gain you know, 15, 20 plus yards. I don't think Joe Milton's that kind of guy. I do think, though, it's a, like third and four, third and five. Either it's a... a type of zone read type of play or in the goal line, I will say I do think you'll see Joe Milton excel in those run play options. 
Are you as surprised as we are to Nico Slaughter starting at cornerback? Maybe I'm just too much hype on the Gabe Judy Lolly bandwagon, says the guy who's shooting the loud bandwagon. But when I see Danico Slaughter over the transfer from Vanderbilt BYU, I automatically say to myself, injuries, what slowed it down, or Eric Kane earlier in the program said Danico Slaughter has been one of the more improved secondary pieces that Willie Martinez has. I'm not shocked by that, Ivan. Today, Josh Heupel on the teleconference said Danico Slaughter is like a Swiss utility knife. He's got so many wow. skills, but he basically just said, obviously, he's been going back and forth between safety and corner, but he said having a home here at corner since late last year and really being able to refine his fundamentals and technique has allowed him to really continue to grow and blossom as a player. He said that's allowed him to be extremely confident in what he's doing. He's had a a great training camp, and he's expecting to play a really high level this season, but also on Saturday as well. So, yes, Gabe Judy Lawley has the talent, the experience, but it sounds like to me Danico Slaughter has really impressed in fall camp and heading into Saturday as well. This might be low-hanging fruit here, but I feel feel like it needs to be highlighted at least. Will, it shouldn't matter who the names are on depth charts. Will we see? Won't we see him? How have they looked in fall camp? Will, to me, this game's going to get so out of hand in Nashville on Saturday. You're going to see plenty of last names wearing orange uniforms at Nissan Stadium because we're going to see this depth, and we might see it early. Look, it's the thing with the Virginia game is I kind of looked at it and said maybe Tennessee starts off slow because – we have seen at times against lesser opponents, Tennessee, just kind of mail it in and go through the motions. Yeah. I, I don't know that Virginia's good enough right now in the situation that they're in. To Even if Tennessee's going through the motions, I hate to say, like Bob, my guy Bobby Scott always says, you don't, you don't just roll the headgear out there and think you're going to get a win. I don't know that you can't just roll the headgear out there and get a win on this one. So, not, so thank you for at least telling me what I think I needed to hear the last four weeks. I know what we have to do on this program. I know the content. I know the entertainment value. I know the University of Tennessee. I know the University of Tennessee fan base. But, Will West, just me, dude, and I'm not trying to bring down our program. Dude, don't wake me up until September 15th. No, I mean, it's let's see what they got. Because, again, I am of the belief there's a lot you could learn from this football game. There's not a ton you can learn from Austin P. just to stay healthy. There's a lot you can learn from this football game about what Tennessee is going to be trying to do. Okay. You know what I think we should do right here? What's up? I know you might have awful takes on how to cook a marshmallow. Except you mean by awful, you mean accurate. Okay. Before we go to the Guns N' Roses show coming up on September the 12th, do you want to come over to my house in my fire pit so I can show you how to properly cook uh, a marshmallow? Yeah, you can show me. You didn't even cook it. You got it, like, rare. That's how you're cooking your marshmallow. Like I uh, steak. My steak, just like my marshmallows. I like them rare, <laughs> and I like to be able to have flavor when it comes to it. But if you want to have, win tickets to Guns N' Roses, we need two callers right this yeah, second. Yeah, we're in the jungle, baby. At 656-9900, it's time for us to play the Sports Fix at 6, Ivan. Let's do it. Spinning the wheel next year from Gibbs at the Midway IGA. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.